Hey everyone, welcome to Admit One with G-Money. Today, we have the founder and CEO of 9gag, a global multi-platform community for viral content. Founded in 2008, 9gag's mission is to make the world happier. 9gag has a global audience of 200 million over their social media platforms and has decided to take on the world of Web3 with Memeland. After launching You The Real MVP in June and the free mint of the potatoes in July, He's here to discuss their new collection, The Captains. Please welcome Ray Chan. Hi, Ray. How are you? Good. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thank you for taking the time. I know you're, I think you're based out of Asia. So we have like a significant time difference. So I think that's what uh, kind of made, uh, made, this, made this interview hard uh, to schedule because of our, of our time zones. How's everything over there? Yes. Yeah. All good. Yeah. But uh, I think, um, yeah, I think uh, it's okay. Yeah. NFT is very global. Yeah, so I'm used to uh, getting up at uh, all time zones and then uh, have interviews and stuff. Uh, not to mention, uh, hang out on Discord till 3 a.m. or 4 a.m. in the morning, right? That's that's oh, yeah. the web-free life. Yeah, dude, same. You know, even on the East Coast, I think I was up to like 1.30 in the morning just hanging out. You know, Discord, Twitter, you know, Telegram, checking everything, right? Um, yep. You know, but before we get into like, I guess your your Web three journey, I guess it's interesting. Like, how you know, how did you end up founding Nine Gag? Like, what was your journey into you know creating you know this meme platform even before you got into into Web three? Yeah, sure. Um, I I was a good student until university. Yeah, at university I study law. Yeah, but I um, spend too much time in extracurricular activities. So my academic uh, suck. Yeah, that's why I didn't become a lawyer. After working at a TV station for a year, you know, so uh, at a bank for a few months, I feel like, hey, this is not the type of job that I want to do it for life. That's why I joined an internet startup in 2007 at the time, 2007. Yeah, and uh, at the time it was uh, uh, an online community for, for book lovers, uh, for readers, yeah. And at that time, I thought, hey, my boss was very young. Yeah, I don't think I was that. I mean, he's very smart, right? But I don't think I'm that much stupider, uh, more stupid than him. That's why I thought, hey, if he could start a company, why couldn't I? That's why in the leisure time, I found my younger brother and also some friends. We started to work on a few projects. Uh, at first, uh, we launched our uh, review website for cosmetics and stuff. And, uh, and of course, it doesn't work uh, because five guys uh, didn't use any makeup and, and cosmetics at all, right? And then it failed. Uh, but after some time, we thought, hey, maybe we should get back to very simple stuff. Yeah, maybe just be a very simple website for people to share funny pictures and videos, right? Yeah, and that's how we started, I get in 2008. So so it's like more than a decade ago. It's crazy. Yeah, and, and like, did you, did, it, did things start blowing up right away or did it take time? Was it like a slow build? And then there was like this one moment when you were like, Okay, like, because I assume at the beginning, you're like, is this a business? Like, can we, can we do this long term? And then at some point, there's like, okay, this is a business, I can, I can actually make a living off this. And like, we can push this forward. Was like, what, what was that moment? And did it happen very early on? Or did it take, did it take a little while? Yeah, this is a great question, right? Um, when we started NIGAT, that was 2008, right? Until 2011. Uh, we only uh, treat it as a as a side project. 
yeah, until 2011, we thought, hey, maybe it's time for us to focus something, uh, focus on it, right? Yeah, but we didn't really focus on IGAT. We had an idea of uh, share, uh, photo sharing at the time, yeah, before, I mean, around the time that Instagram was launched, yeah, we had an idea of uh, sharing photos, yeah. And then we used that idea to apply for 500 startups uh, in uh, an accelerator in the US, and we got in. Yeah, and then we teach the idea during the, the, the accelerator. Yeah, and then we work on an online karaoke. Yeah, and then we pitch it. We couldn't raise any funding, right? And then one mentor said, hey, uh, it's, why, why are you guys are working on this funny website, right? Because we stayed uh, till very late at the space, yeah. And then he, he said, he saw that uh, we, we work on NIGAT, right? And he said, hey, why are you sharing funny pictures and stuff? And then we told them NIGAT, and then he said, hey, if you have a working website, why don't you just work on it? Right. And then after that, we actually spend most of our time on IGET. That was like uh, 2012. Yeah. And uh, we raised a seed funding. And then uh, we joined Y Combinator, which is another US accelerator. Yeah. And uh, we started to really uh, treat it as a business. I mean, we are, we are crazy, right? But we were not crazy enough to feel like, hey, sharing funny pictures can be a business. But turns out, yeah, this, uh, this is our, our living. Yeah. Hey, that, I mean, I love it. That's amazing. And then I guess when, what, like, let's talk about your Web3 journey for a second. When was it that you found out about Web3? I, I assume be, because if, you know, if you're in the world of memes, you probably heard about crypto really early. Um, yep. So I, I assume you heard about crypto really early, but then when did you were like NFTs, this is cool too, right? Like, like, can you talk a little bit about your Web3 journey overall? Yeah, sure. I, I think at the time um, when I first started to to uh, know about crypto, it's like 2017. Yeah, I think around the time that ICO was uh, blowing up, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. and um, and some of my friends they started to work on their own uh, uh, blockchain. Yeah, and then uh, Dogecoin and all other coins, right? They started to pop up. Yeah, and uh, we started to understand more about it. And of course, uh, because of Nigat, because of meme, right? A lot of people approach us and then they say, hey, Ray, maybe Nigat should launch a, a Nigat coin, right? So that we can capture the market and stuff. Yeah, we didn't do it, right? Because uh, at the time, uh, my friend told me how to use Metamask. And I, it was like super, super hard, right? And I, I, I'm... I'm already kind of like tech savvy already, right? But I, I still feel like, hey, it's so challenging, right? And and at the time, there's no easy way to kind of like convert uh, your fiat money, right, into into crypto and stuff, right? Yeah, that's why I thought, hey, fuck it, right? I don't think this is good enough for for mass adoption, right? That's why we kind of like uh, didn't work on it, yeah. And uh, and of course, uh, crypto kind of like going down, right? Until year two thousand and. 20 or around 20 yeah 2020 right uh crypto start to pick up again yeah and then at the time uh, my friend some of my friends still continue to work on their blockchain and then he asked us hey maybe you should we look uh, uh, at uh, crypto again because uh, the experience is improved yeah and maybe uh, it's worth uh, understanding more right that's why i started to buy some bitcoin and buy ethereum i remember the time that i bought ethereum is um 200 yeah and I was already feel like, hey, it's so expensive, right? And then I bought it and then I try out different uh, DeFi stuff and then to understand how it works, right? Yeah. And, and until like uh, uh, the end of uh, 2021, 20, uh, yeah, I still haven't bought any NFT because I feel like, hey, why would people spend millions of dollars on a JPEG, right? It feels like a scam, right? It feels like a scam to trick uh, people to give them Ethereum. Yeah, that was my fault. 
Yeah, until I actually started to to buy my first NFT and then started to uh, join more community. Then I, I, I can actually feel the power of NFT. And somehow I feel like, hey, maybe it is uh, even more powerful application of blockchain than crypto. Yeah, that's why we started uh, our own project. And, uh, and, and that was like uh, April this year. Okay, cool. And I, I want to get into that in, in a second. But what were, what were the first communities that you bought into when like, I guess, when you first heard about NFTs and then like, or I guess, what was the community where when you joined, you were like, that was your aha moment. And you're like, wow, this is I was wrong. I need to start focusing on this uh, more of my time on this. The first NFT that I bought uh, uh, was a was a bought ape, yeah, because okay. I thought, hey, uh, maybe if you buy right, you buy the 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 good collection, right? Yeah, the the top collection. Yeah, I should have bought a punk or something, right? But but anyway, yeah, bought ape was really hot still at the time. Time, there's still time to buy a punk. <laughs> yeah, always right. It's always a good time to buy punk, right? Yeah, yeah, and 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 when I when I. Bought it, right? Uh, we post it on iGet uh, social media, right? And then we got a lot of backlash, yeah, because I think a lot of people they have a bad um, experience or also bad impression of our NFT. That's why we got a lot of backlash and stuff, right? And then and then I started to join the Discord of uh, of uh, of uh, Bored Apes, but the experience was not was not very pleasant in the sense that it feels a little bit empty. Yeah, because it's more like GM, GN, GM, GN, right? Most of the time, it's like people greetings each other, right? But there's not much context. I'm not saying that it's bad. It's just less than my lower than my expectation. Maybe I expected too much. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. And then I started to to feel like, hey, maybe. Pardon. So what what did you expect? I guess that's a good question too. I expected that because uh, the holders, right? I, I feel like, hey, if you are kind of like a visionary to buy a JPEG at at such a low price and it increased like 10x or 100x. I feel like, hey, maybe they will talk more about blockchain. Maybe they will talk more about the application of NFT, right? But it feels yeah. like a lot of them are kind of like traders or, or, or traders is, is a good name, right? Flippers is another yeah. name, but basically more yeah. like trade NFT to make profit instead of seeing NFT as actually something that can change the world. I'm not saying that it's wrong. It's, it's right. basically kind of like finance guy, right? But somehow, okay. if you are a true economics guy, you kind of like don't expect, hey, finance is, is this way. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Yeah, that's why, that's why I started to, to, to talk to more friends and ask them, hey, what are some NFTs that, are, that's a, that have a very strong community, right? Yeah, and then uh, my friend, uh, Kerns, right? he introduced me to a few communities and then I decided to, to join uh, a few of them. Uh, for example, like Kaiju Kings, uh, uh, Gan. yeah. I mean, the one I would say called uh, kind of like the mid-tier one. Yeah, because the thing is, I, I mean, when I look back, I feel like, hey, this is indeed one of the best decisions that I have in Web3, which is because when the collection is already at, at very, very top, yeah, basically the holders, they make a lot of money, right? And and also the team, they kind of like move on to the next stage. Yeah, in that sense, they they won't participate that much in the community. So I, I couldn't really learn a lot from the team, from the from the community. Yeah, but for, I would say something like mid-tier, projects right yeah, they're up and coming that's why the team are still working very hard uh the community was still very excited yeah that's how i learned the most uh, uh from 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 web3 yeah so I, i'm very blessed i'm really glad that I, I joined those communities and and basically i don't really sell anything yeah that's why i'm still holding the bag even though they are maybe down some 50 percent, 90 percent. it doesn't matter but i feel yeah. like hey the learning is is, is basically uh, uh priceless yeah 
Yeah, well, I mean, I think you bring up a really valid point there, right? Of, uh, you know, the top tier projects. And you, you see this in crypto all the time where it's like people that have been in Bitcoin since 2012, like there's very few of them that are still around, right? Because like, you know, people that were like, yeah, I was mining Bitcoin back in the day when it was like a couple bucks. Like, you know, if they're still holding on to that Bitcoin, like they don't need, you know, they have taught, you know, talk about making it like they made it right. They don't need to worry about anything ever again. And so like such a small number of them are still around. Right. So to your point is like when I meet somebody that's like 2012 or earlier and they're talking about like still building, I'm like, whoa, I'm like, you're actually mission driven. Right. But that number is still so small. And then, you know, when you get to 2017, that number's like much higher because there's some people that like, you know, made a shit ton of money and some people that are still working towards it or whatever. So it's like to your point of like those mid tier ones, right, where it's like where the community you know, they made some money, but they not haven't necessarily been like, okay, I can retire and live off this forever. So the engagement is like way higher, right? So the the, the quality of the discussion is better. And I feel like the community around it is, is much better, right? And, you know, it, it's funny you mentioned um, the stuff about the focus on the financial aspect of it. And this was like a really conscious decision I made at the beginning with Admit One. And I even said this internally to my team is like, I never want to talk about the sale price of the admit one ever, right? Because like the sales price is irrelevant, right? Because we gave it away for free, right? And it's like, ultimately like expectations, you know, people, mania, whatever happens, I can't control what the prices of the, of the token is going to do. What I can control is how we react and how we perform. And so it's like, to me, it's like, even in my discord, like, I don't like it when people talk about the price. Yeah. Every once in a while, it's fine. You know, people get excited. But I don't want people to be focused on what is the team doing to make the price of the token go up today? You know, I think like over the course of time, when you execute, that will be, you know, shown in not only the price, but also the quality of the community that gets built. But like, I, I think to your point exactly is like on, on those like mid tiers or, or low where the, the team is still building themselves out. I think that's where like a lot of the alpha is. And it's not just alpha from a price perspective, right? Yeah, totally. I, I think price is a good indicator in some sense, because uh, if a project is really shitty, right, it wouldn't be able to sustain a high price for a long time. Yeah, that's why uh, if I don't have that much time, yeah, and um, because at the end of the day, I still have a company to run, I still have my, my life, right? Yeah, so I think, uh, uh, I, but of course, I'm like, um, I, I'm more like an uh, uh, exception in the sense that I have the, the resources to kind of like to buy a lot of uh, so-called mid-tier NFTs or or even some 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 top-tier NFTs, right? Yeah, but I think most people they they don't have the luxury to do that. And for me, of course, because the the whole purpose for me to buy NFT is not actually to to flip it for profit, right? I really want to understand this new technology because I feel like, hey, I, I feel like this is very special, right? But but how can I learn the most, right? Of course, I have to get my skin in the game, learn from the, the so-called sensei, right? The teachers, right? Or the senior in the space, yeah. And and through this kind of process, I started to to get a, a better understanding of NFT and also, I would say, in, in Web3 uh, in general. So I think uh, the whole, uh, uh, because I think, yeah, that's a, also a joke that I share with, with Memeland community is uh, most people, they maybe they, they pay to uh, earn, right? For me, I pay. I P-A-Y pay to learn, right? Yeah, it's yeah. not earn, but more about yeah. learning, yeah. Yeah, we have, we have the same exact philosophy. When I first entered the NFT space, <clears throat> I remember a lot of my friends, 
you know, cause I, I come from finance, right? So I would be trading and then like, you know, I'd put like, I remember on the sushi hack, I don't know if you were in crypto back then, but when sushi got hacked in like August of 2020 and the price went, I think from like either 20 bucks or 11 bucks down to like two bucks on the hack. Like I lost money. Like I was, I was staked. Right. And I was like earning sushi and, and the rewards and all that shit. And, you know, I lost, I think I had like $5,000 in it. And my friends were like, Oh, big whoop, like 5,000 bucks. Cause you know, you know, we were trading equities and so the numbers were bigger and I'm like, dude, like I'm learning, like, this is my education, right? This is the cost of education. And like, I remember like, just, you know, I took at one point, uh, I was the biggest loan on NFT fi because I took a $25,000 loan against a crypto kitty. And at the time that was the biggest loan ever taken on chain against an NFT. And like, again, the numbers today are laughable compared to, you know, back then. But like, I was just learning. I'm like, okay, well, if I'm going to figure this out, like, I think the numbers are going to get bigger. Like I have to, I learned personally, I learned by doing, I could sit there and read it all I want. And I could read people's opinions, but until I actually have skin in the game, that's like, I, we have the same exact philosophy for me. It's pay to learn, right? It's like, you know, by, by me putting things, I, I don't have the expectation of profit. Profit would be great, but it's like almost like, you know, going to college, right. And getting that education, but it's a real world education, right? So yep. yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I think that's the, that's the reason why I feel like, um, so many people, I mean, a lot of my friends, uh, they, they come from normal background, right? They're, they're not tech and stuff. They're a lot of them are lawyers and stuff. Yeah. And, they will kind of like uh, standing outside of the crypto circle, right? And then they read a lot of articles and then the, to read the analysis by certain influencer, by certain uh, a professor and stuff, right? And then they will discuss with me the, hey, uh, whether this is decentralized enough, whether this is uh, good enough, right? And the thing is, they never really buy any crypto. Yeah, and, 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 and no matter how I say, right? Hey, maybe you should buy some so that you can get to understand why this is revolutionary, right? Because for me, let, let me uh, say one example. Yeah, uh, because of NIGET, right? We do uh, a lot of uh, business with uh, people all over the world. Yeah, so we have to wire money, right? And for crypto, uh, and, and in normal cases, when we wire, hey, we go to, we get the banking information of the, of the other side. Yeah, and then have to set up in our own bank, right? And then we have to pay the fee and then pay the sum. And then we have to wait for three days, right? And maybe they will bounce back. Maybe they will yep. get it, right? Yeah, but for crypto, you got the address of, of that guy and then you send it, right? And it's like, at most, maybe like a few minutes, right? Yeah. It, it just can't go back, right? And you know that, hey, when attack is like that, this will not go away, no matter how people say this is a trap or scam or stuff, right? But this tech is is definitely revolutionary. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, to, to your point exactly, it's so funny because I'm almost, I'm like at the point now where whenever I listen to like a pitch and like, you know, somebody's raising money, I'm like, okay, you, like, can I pay you in crypto? And like, if they say no, then like, I kind of like the chances of me investing become significantly lower because now I, it's at the point where every time, like I sent, I'd say like maybe 50% of the time that I send a wire, my, my account gets frozen and I have to call and I have to verify that it's me. And then they ask me, what are the funds for? And I'm like, who cares what the funds are for? It's my fucking money. Like, let me do what I want with it. Right. And so it's like, dude, like I lose more time now sending wires because I can't even get anybody on my team to say, oh yeah, this is, you know, I am G money, right? Like I have to call. So I have to be like, okay, I can't be as productive as I want to be because I have to unblock my account and I'm the only person that can call. And it's like, to your point is like, it's that compared to 
okay, give me your address. You're going to have this in 30 seconds, right? You know, it, it's like, it's, it's a no brainer, right? It's like exactly. over the course of time, that's where we're going, right? Um, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So, yeah. So I want to, um, I, I guess I want to start transitioning and talking about, okay, you, you enter into the space, you become part of these communities and you're like, okay, I understand NFTs. Then um, at what point were you like, I want to start my own project and what problem were you looking to solve with, with the project that you wanted to start? Like what, what was the goal of starting the project? Basically when, when I first started to buy my NFT in January this year, right? I mean, the goal was always about, hey, can we leverage this technology to build something much bigger than I get, right? Yeah, after working on I get for 14 years, I mean, to be honest, it get boring, it gets boring, right? So uh, I and I don't have to work on the day to day operation, I have a team, uh, they're very capable, they're very good, they will do that, right? And somehow, I, I want to work on something that get me excited. Yeah, that's why when I understand more about NFT, I thought, hey, this is this is game changing, right? That's why uh, that's why I bought the board ape. That's why I try to learn, right? And that's 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 why uh, basically we uh, starting from the very first NFT. I want to start uh, our own project, our own company uh, in Web three. Yeah, yeah. But but the, the funny thing is, um, I mean, just like crypto, right? NFT the space moves moves uh, really really quickly, right? The the meta keeps changing, yeah. and the moment. That I learned about, hey, how Bot Ape did their launch, hey, what is a uh, mutant, right? What's the serum stuff, right? How how do they handle the the thing, right? And then at the time when I bought uh, Kaiju Kings, right, uh, Cyber Kongs was already there, and Kaiju Kings was also the one that can uh, uh, breed uh, daily tokens, right? Uh, the the one in Kaiju Kings is called Always, for Cyber Kongs is called uh, Bananas, right? I thought, hey, this is fucking brilliant, right? Because for NFT, if I have to make money, I have to sell my NFT. But I, if I really like my NFT, I don't really want to sell it, right? So, so I mean, this is like a dilemma. I'm like, I'm not Franklin, right? That's why right. I, I just keep trading for <laughs> it, right? Yeah, but but somehow I buy the NFT that I like and then I want to hold it. What if there's a way that I can hold my NFT but also get some passive income so that, hey, I know that this is worth holding. Yeah, that's why when I started to learn more about uh, uh, the NFT with token, I think that model, I think it, it, it was a, a mind-blowing experience for me. And that's kind of like a, get me started to learn more about, hey, how can we leverage NFT as a way to build community? But uh, I would say that the main dish, right, is to launch our token in a way that is... Uh, useful, yeah. Because I started from, I would say, crypto and DeFi, right? And after buying def buying different cryptos for some time, the main question is, how many people are actually using that token, right? You can't. I mean, even though the tech is really good or, or is really bad, right? But the thing is, this is this is technology, right? You have to have people to use it to become valuable, yeah. So how many people are, are actually using, uh, for example, like like Cardano, right, or Ethereum or Solana, right? Uh, sometimes there they are, they are a lot of developers developing apps uh, for them. But I feel like, hey, maybe NFT can be something even much better. Because when all the cryptos, or maybe like 99% of the cryptos are trying to disrupt the finance industry, right? There's so many other industries that can be, I would say, uh, improved by by crypto, yeah, by NFT. Yeah, because basically, it decentralized ownership, right? So that we can kind of like take Facebook or take Instagram. And then we kind of like decentralize it, right? And all the creators, they can get share, right? They can grow with the community. They can grow with the platform. I think that's the, always our, our uh, I would say that the mission to, hey, can we apply NFT and other blockchain tech uh, 
uh, uh, to build the creator economy, to build a social media. Yeah, that that's uh, that's how uh, we think about the whole uh, NFT and crypto thing. Yeah, right. And, and you know, I I just I want to say that I totally agree with you. Right, like a lot. Like I was just at DevCon a few weeks ago, and you there were so many smart people there building so many like I'm like incredible protocols. But like I feel like right now where we're at in crypto is we have people that are building these 10 lane highways when there's like five cars on the road, right? And it's like, and that's why like for me, like what I wanted to do with 90CC is like, okay, well, let me start using some of the protocols that I think are really interesting. And like, I'm not trying to build a tech platform. Like how, what does a consumer facing brand look like utilizing crypto technology across the board and using decentralized infrastructure, right? And so like to me is like, I'm really focused on the application layer because the application layer is where you bring in the masses, right? I think we've seen that with Instagram and Facebook, Google, Apple, all these companies, they built on the application layer on top of the internet, right? Like they weren't just like here, you know, log into the TCP. Like, I mean, I don't know if you're old enough to remember, but I used to log into like ICQ and Napster and all this shit to download shit. And like, this was like super counterculture back then that like my mom definitely would have never done it. But today my mom can like my picture in a second, right? Like, and that's where crypto is going to go long-term, but people like yourself, like myself are going to be the ones that kind of build that application layer that makes it user-friendly that it's like, oh, hey, you're a really smart developer. You're building something incredible. Let me use your tech and build something that people actually want, right? This is like, this goes back to like that meme, right? The Trojan horse meme, right? Yeah. Where people are like, hey, look, JPEGs. And then it's like inside, it's like crypto, right? Because people don't, at the end of the day, most people don't fucking care like what the tech is behind it. They just want it to work as easily as possible. And the key is for us to get it to work as easily as possible, right? Where people actually have sovereignty and being able to own their assets. So it's not where it's like, oh, you violated the rules. Like we take back all your shit, right? Um, so I agree yeah, with and, you. I agree yeah, with and, and I think it also um, depends on on the, the background and also the capability of that person, right? For me, uh, I'm not really a tech guy. I, of course, I, I work in a tech company, right? But I'm not really the tech guy, right? And yeah. and that's why when I think about a problem or an opportunity, I think about more from the user standpoint. Yeah. But for a tech guy, right? Of course, they think about the tech. Yeah, because that is the most faci fascinating part to them, right? I mean, that's why we can't build company that we don't know, right? We can't build, build things that we don't know, right? So I think in that sense, that explains why, hey, you are working on something that you kind of know, and then you will uh, apply the tech to, the, to them, right? Because at the end of the day, there's nothing new under the sun. Basically, it's like a remix of different ideas, right? You can take blockchain, remix it with a uh, faction, right? I can take blockchain, remix it with uh, social media. That's how you can create new things, yeah. And I believe that uh, uh, on one hand, there are some really, really good tech guys. They focus on the tech, but also it requires uh, people like us to focus on the application. That's how we can get, the, uh, uh, I would say, uh, reach the, the, the mass adoption, yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And so so when you started Memeland, what was the goal? Like, what was your original goal with like, OK, this is why I want to start with the community. This is how I and I'm sure that's evolved so much over the course of the last yeah. few months that your original your original intention is probably different from where you are now because of the meta and the market changing. But like, what was your original goal for starting Memeland? And what is it like, yeah. like how has it evolved since then? Yeah, I mean the, the the goal was always the same. Yeah, because uh, even from the from the start, I, I kind of feel like the 
all the so-called roadmap thing in, in NFT is kind of like stupid. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I don't try to be offensive, right? But it feels stupid in the sense that, hey, how do you know what happens tomorrow, right? How can you plan out the roadmap, right? Because after launch, you you will see so many new challenges, right? And those are the things that you can't foresee, right? And and giving our roadmap kind of like limiting uh, what the team can respond. Yeah, because if you don't follow the roadmap, basically you are kind of like breaking your promise, right? But if you follow the roadmap and then it goes to shit probably, right? So I think that feels like very much like the, the, the business competition in university. Hey, Deloitte or maybe like a, a, a PwC, uh, they come to launch a business competition and then you just submit a plan, right? I think a plan yeah. and a roadmap kind of like that, that things, right? But after building Nike for, for a decade, right? I feel like, hey, we need a very clear mission so that we don't deviate that much. Uh, we don't just chase the, the hot new thing. Yeah, but we want to focus on what we are good at, what we really want to solve. Yeah. So the, the, the mission for us is always about how we can bridge the Web 2 and Web 3 community. But it sounds very cliche because all the, all the NFT projects are, are saying that, right? But the thing is, most project. They didn't, they haven't got a foothold in Web3. They didn't have shit in Web2 as well. Yeah, so I feel like, hey, they only talk about it. But for us, because of Nike, because of our, I would say our audience, our user base, right? We kind of like 40%, 50% job done, right? But we have to understand how Web3 works. That's why the mission is always the same. But after uh, uh, starting our project, right, uh, we feel like, hey, the industry really moves very quickly. I mean, on one hand, NFT depends a lot on the crypto prices, right? And crypto is also getting more and more connected to traditional finance. So basically it's like variable on variable. So that's how we feel like, hey, maybe we should not uh, 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 too fixated on what we really want to build, but uh, be flexible, yeah, be water, right? Or, or in, in some sense, yeah. right? That's why we launched the UW MVP. It's kind of like admit one, yeah, but we launched it, uh, but, but this is a payment because we feel like it would be the best way to get a group of people uh, uh, so that they can, on one hand, they can be our focus group. On the other hand, we can also uh, build with them, right? Because the, the good thing is uh, when they are holders, yeah, they will uh, uh, give you honest opinion from the stuff that you build instead of just, hey, every teammates, right? They, they get paid by me, right? They get paid by their employers. Of course, they want to say something that you like, yeah? Yeah, that's why we launched uh, the UW MVP. And then we got a lot of fun back then, yeah, because um, we minted it at uh, 5.3 ETH. Yeah, uh, the next day, the second day that uh, Luna and UST crashed. Yeah, and we didn't set the price. Yeah, we did uh, a blind auction, right? And then in our Discord to set the price. But after the crash, I mean, I would say um, half half the people didn't honor their bid. Yeah, because we were so naive, right? Didn't ask for any deposit and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then, but at least uh, we got uh, 200 people uh, minted. Yeah, the whole collection is 420. Yeah, and then we minted the, the remaining one back to our treasury. And then, and then we thought, hey, fuck. Yeah, it seems like we started it really, really badly. Yeah, because we didn't even mean our, our first collection, right? And the collection is very small. Yeah, so we, we keep thinking how we can continue our, our web free journey. I mean, we, we will do it anyway, but how to do it? 
that's the challenge, right? But we are lucky, right? Because uh, on one hand, we have the resources. Yeah. On the other hand, uh, we kind of like get in touch with the the the, the space quite quite closely, so that we learn from what other people, especially the good teams, are doing, right? And I remember in in June, late June and July, yeah, Goblin Town was really really hot, right? And then it kickstarted the free meat matter. That's why we started uh, the potatoes. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a free mint. Yeah. Uh, the whole idea you was. You mean it wasn't the admit one free mint? It's a smaller collection. Goblin Town, the Goblin Town at admit one, I think we were right around the same time. They, I, yeah, I, I mean, forgot. But that was the beginning of that meta, right? It was like yes. that free mint meta started like early summer, right? Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, for admin yeah. one, right? The moment that I, 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 I knew it, I think it's like maybe like in August or something. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't follow a lot of uh, crypto or NFT influencer, right? Because, I mean, because I, I'm in that influencer business, right? So I know that a lot of influencer are just BS. That's why I don't really follow a lot of them, right? I follow you, but I didn't really look at a lot of news and stuff, right? So I didn't follow closely. Yeah, because at the end of the day, when we want to launch a, a meme line, right? It, is targeting the mass market. That's why small collection is not something that that we we pay close at, uh, attention to. Yeah, and then well, I guess, at, yeah, go yeah. Ahead. I I didn't, I didn't mean to to pay you off, took you off topic there, but what was like I guess what was the the what was the learnings you saw from Goblin Town that you that you were like you know besides the free mint where you're like okay like this is this is going to be like how we you know build the community from here which uh, incentivized the, the, your next free mint with potatoes. Yeah, I mean, for Goblin Town, uh, I know Alex from the team. Yeah, I knew him way back, uh, I think maybe like at least 10 years ago. Yeah, and uh, uh, we, did, we, we are not very close, but I, knew, uh, but I knew him. Yeah, and then when I look at Goblin Town, I think there are a few things that, that give me the, the blink, the, the, oh, this is good, that, that moment. Number one is... Uh, they they have very funny right uh, Twitter spaces right yeah I think that's first thing oh they can leverage uh, Twitter spaces in this way right so that people feel like they are fun and then second thing they did really well is uh, uh they kind of like uh, stay very mysterious yeah of course I mean uh, this is like good or bad because there were a there was a lot there were a lot of speculations that hey Goblin uh, Goblin Town was related to uh to to Yuga right yeah and that's why they they pump really hard uh, at the at the beginning right yeah and 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 but they somehow they 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 know how to play the storytelling the mystery part right and then they are also the one that say that hey there's no roadmap no promise yeah and and they focus a lot on that and they are also the one that do the cc zero stuff right yeah so i think uh, they try and not leave things uh, into one project and they execute very very uh, well and that gets us thinking oh maybe uh, if we don't think about the revenue side of thing maybe a free meet is a good way because uh, we can lower the expectation of the holders, right? Because hey, they didn't pay anything. That's why they don't demand that much. But by the way, uh, this this is uh, I have to go back to this part because this is like a, a misunderstanding when I look back. Yeah, but the thing is, um, uh, uh because we launched a small collection, right? Uh, we haven't really built a build an NFT community. 
So, or even an or a bigger one, right? For example, like a 10K collection and stuff. So what if we fuck up, right? Because when you look at the projects, right? A lot of projects, they fuck up at means. Yeah. And a lot of rug pool, indeed, they, they, they did a very uh, good uh, minting experience because when you <laughs> rug so many times, right? You do it really, really well. You know, yeah. yeah, you know how to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we thought, hey, maybe we could do a free mint, uh, not that much uh, a burden and obligation, right? And then we can try to, actually build an nft community from there right and then that's how that's why we started potatoes yeah and then we also want to learn from goblin and also other projects hey can we can we add some uh micro innovation into it so to make the po uh, collection uh more interesting right that's why we introduce uh, the gradual review so you have to grow your potatoes right uh, i mean uh, it, it will uh, be reviewing the, the last stage next week. Yeah, but growing is something that is very interesting. Yeah, uh, for us and also for our holders. Yeah, yeah. Is and also, almost, the, pardon? Is that almost like staking? I mean, uh, growing and also staking, they are uh, related because you have okay. to grow it. Yeah, in order to for your potatoes to upgrade to different stages. Yeah. Yeah, right. but for sticking, right? I mean, uh, the the biggest innovation that I've known is uh, uh, from from in NFT is uh, nesting from Boombox, right? I'm a holder. Right. That's why hey, I I kind of like see it firsthand. I thought, hey, it's fucking brilliant, right? It basically, borrow the concept from crypto so that you kind of like lock in the the user, but at the same time you also give something back so that the users feel like the holders feel like hey. I'm actually investing in the ecosystem. That's why I have I got something back, right? But whether people like the the, the rewards, like Fanny Pet and stuff, that's another story. But somehow the whole mechanism is genius, is brilliant. Yeah, that's why when we launch the potatoes, we also have our growing, we have our sticking, quote growing, right? On one hand, uh, you your your artwork will change over time. On the other hand, uh, we also give out some reward. The way that we do it um, is a little bit different. Basically, you stick it, uh, you grow it, and then uh, every seven days you get one ticket. Yeah, and then you can use that ticket to participate in our weekly uh, uh, raffle, weekly price draw. Because from the experience of Nike, I know that people's expansion, attention span is very short, right? If you ask them to stick for 30 days without giving them anything, right? Basically, it doesn't work. Yeah, I mean, Moonbox works because of the team, because of Kevin Rose, right? But for 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 us, we have to make it more interesting. That's why we have the prize draw, and that's uh, how we leverage our treasury to kind of like give back to the to the community. Because uh, every prize draw, uh, the basic prize is um one uh, MVP, uh, which is the four prize. I think is around thirty ETH right now, and then also one also ten potatoes is potatoes is around 1.5 1.3 ETH yeah so basically you you just stick with us and then uh, you get a chance to win uh, I would say valuable prices and we also work with our uh, different partners to to give away a uh, more interesting price yeah for example um uh, 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 we gave away uh, iPhone 14 Pro we gave away uh, Madonna uh, for free for one year we also give away uh, some gym stipend and stuff right try to make it fun for the holders yeah yeah, and so I, you know, and I don't want to pivot totally here, but like a question that I had that I really had coming into this conversation, and I'd love to hear your opinion on it, because I've seen a couple of pitch decks over the last year and a half, two years on this. How do you monetize a meme? Like, because I, you know, because it's like I've seen a lot of people being like, we're going to make a meme marketplace, right? And like, listen, I'm a member of PleaserDAO, so I own you know, a piece of the Dogecoin meme, right? The picture of the Shibu, uh, Shibu. 
um, the original, right? Where it's like staring at you. I own a piece of that, right? It's made, you know, we bought it from the original. We have the provenance, but in reality, outside, you know, cause it's like, you, I, I've seen a lot of people try to figure it out, but I haven't seen it. Like, I, I'd love to know your thoughts on it because I haven't seen an elegant solution. And I know since you've been in the business for so long, what are your thoughts on it? And is it even possible to monetize a meme? I mean, I mean, it's possible, right? For example, Please Dao bought the Doge original image, right? So, so the original creator make profit, right? I think that's why it's possible. Yeah, but yeah. I feel like, um, I mean, I mean, it has to go back to the definition of meme, right? I think uh, on one hand, uh, the broader definition is everything that is valuable and popular, right? We can see it as meme because mm -hmm. meme is kind of like a common, uh, common value that we have to a certain kind of thing, right? For example, crypto punk somehow is a meme, right? Money somehow is a meme, right? And 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 that is like a, the the high level definition, right? But if we talk about meme meme, it's kind of like the funny pictures and stuff. I feel like um because um content creation is getting so easy this day. It's so easy to pump out new memes every second, right? So somehow it's really, really hard for a meme to stay relevant. Yeah. And mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, after just a short time. Yeah. That's why yeah. if you want to monetize that, I think it's, it's really hard. Yeah. But I think there are a few ways that can, that can do, do so, right? On one hand, hey, you can become like the meme guy so that people know that you're creative, right? Yeah. Then yeah. you can monetize it by providing consultant service or maybe yeah. make a creative agency, right? So meme is just your work, but not your, uh, your, your product. Right. Uh, you right. are the product, right? I think that's one way. Another way is, um, I mean, maybe kind of like IP play. I, I know that, uh, for example, like Pe uh, Pepe, right? Yeah, uh, 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 Matt Fury. I, I think uh, he owned Pepe, right? He created Pepe. But basically, he didn't enforce the, 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 the rights very uh, strictly. Yeah, that's why it got really, really popular. It become like a phenomenon. Phenomenon. Free, yeah, anyway, it become a hot, yeah, hot yeah. topic, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, shit, I can't say it. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, no but, worries. yeah but, but the thing is, by doing that, you prove that, hey, you are like a big guy, a, a cool guy, right? Then you can also monetize that, right? But if you are talking about the direct monetization of the meme, I think it would be really, really hard because the, the life cycle of a meme is getting shorter and shorter. Right. Yeah. 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 But somehow I, I feel like, yeah, go ahead. I, I tend to agree with that, right? Because I think you've even seen this in art, right? Where... Some artists will release stuff, right? Slowly, right? Um, you maybe initial price isn't that high, but then, you know, once there's like, you know, we've seen this with X copy, we've seen this with Tyler Hobbs, we've seen this uh, with multiple artists across the space where, you know, they're like their meme, right? Their meme value gets bigger, right? Because they get a bigger following, then they do a bigger drop and then they monetize on, you know, millions of dollars and that's how they get paid, right? It's like not off, let's say the original meme, right? It's more of being like, hey, I'm somebody that you want to care about because this is my body of work. This is my next body of work. And then there'll be like more demand for that, right? Yeah, totally. And also it depends on the category of the meme, right? If it is like kind of like a random stock photo, right? But just add some text on it, then it's really, really hard to monetize it, right? Because on one hand, the guy who created that meme, they don't own the right, right? But if you are kind of like creating the meme and you can continue to create new content around that meme, that can be very powerful, right? For example, uh, uh, Xcopy, right? If you, we see his artwork, his collection as kind of like a meme, basically he 
keeps creating new meme, right? And I think that yeah. is valuable. Yeah. So I feel like um, if we look at meme as a as a broad definition, look at it as a, a content and stuff. I think there are many ways to monetize, but uh, uh, as a creator, uh, you have to continue to create new content because you can't yeah. just rely on the old meme and then just sit on it. I mean. I mean, the whole thing of, of blockchain is all about ownership and stuff, right? But somehow you can't just rely on one content to, to set for life. It's, it's not like right. that anymore, right? Yeah. Right, right. right. No, I, I agree. And it's, it's not like that. It wasn't like that really before either, right? Like, I feel like a lot of overnight success is a lot of hard work, right? Like people are like, oh, you got so lucky that happened so quickly. It's like you weren't there when, you know, I was working 20 hours a day and like, you know, busting my ass off because I'm not out there in public talking about it but like overnight success takes a long a long time to happen right so. yeah totally yeah yeah that's why i think following up uh, with the meme question right personally i'm not very bullish on nft project that focus a lot on so-called uh, building the ip right because good ip isn't get built this day right i mean tons of right. top tier studios right they pump out new ip but they don't even work, not all of them work, right? For example, when you look at Marvel, Disney, right? Some characters, you don't even know them, right? But they're like, they got the most talented people and artists in the world, right? Yeah, right. and and if you look at like in Japan, right? Sanrio, the, the, the owner of uh, Haru Kitty and Kirobi, right? Yeah. I mean, they have a lot of characters that you don't even know. Yeah, so I feel like any NFT project with a very small team with no strong background, right? When they say that, hey, I want to create uh, an IP play, I think it's really, really, I'm not saying that it's impossible, but it's really hard because even for meme, that is like viral in nature, right? It doesn't stick long, right? Not to mention you manually create something and then you want to promote it, right? It's not like Gundam or, or uh, One Piece, right? Those are really good content. But when you look at how that piece of content get viral, right? Uh, the, the comic, the artist, right? They offer, right? They pump out a lot of uh, good content way before their hits, right? So as you mentioned, overnight success, it takes like takes, takes many likes. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Thank you for sharing that. Cause like, it's funny because I've seen so many pitches over the last year and a half of people trying to figure out a way for if I create a meme or let's say like the, 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 the stock photo of the meme that ends up getting reused, like how can me as the creator get paid off of it? But it's like so hard, right? Because like, how do you enforce that? Right. Cause it's like, if I, if I see like a funny photo, me as a, like as somebody else, right? I'm just gonna screenshot it. I'm just gonna change the words to like, you know, the topic that I want it. And then I help it go viral, but like, why would I pay to use that, right? Like, it's like, you know, that's almost like one of those things where it's like right click save. It's like, I'm just trying to do something funny. I'm not gonna pay to make a joke, right? Like, it's like, I just don't think people necessarily think that way. So I appreciate you shedding light on it because I like every time I sit on a, on a pitch like that, I'm like, I, I don't get it. I don't think this is scalable. I don't know if this necessarily works. Um, so I appreciate you taking the time on that. I want to get into the captains, right? Because we spoke about you were the real, you, the real MVP potatoes. And now what's coming up with captains and, and what's your, what's your goal and, and what are you looking to do with that? Yeah, sure. Um, before talking about captains, right? I want to talk about the relationship between the three collections, right? One of the books that I like a lot is uh, Whatever You Think, Think Opposite, right? So when we started to think about meme land, right? We, of course, we launched uh, the MVP. It's like taking references from, from MV1 or Proof, right? It's like a premium membership pass. But when we launch a bigger collection, we launched a lower tier collection first. Yeah, because it's kind of like 
we launched uh, oddities, right? Before launching Moonbergs, we launched Beans before launching Azuki, right? It's kind mm. of like that, right? The reason is we want to make use of potatoes to learn as much as possible and set the expectation lower, right? And we, I mean, at, at, at Porter Building, right? The, the, the holy grail is always under promise, over deliver, right? So by launching potatoes, we understand how the NFT degen thinks. Yeah, that's why we can deliver some products that they like, right? Yeah, that's why after potatoes, yeah, we took enough time to think about, hey, how we want to position the captains, which is our main collection. And we will be launching it in Q4. Yeah, and, and, and a lot of people say that, hey, you took so much time, blah, 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 right? But the thing is, if you are here for five years, for 10 years, right? I mean, a month, two months, it doesn't really matter that much. Yeah. But for the captains, right? Basically, we try to uh, see it as like the, 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 the premium tier of the 10K collection comparing to potatoes. Yeah. What we try to do is uh, can we pair, on one hand, we give more utilities to the captains because, uh, as I mentioned in the beginning, right? Uh, 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 fungible token, the, the, the token play is actually the main dish, right? So, but we also want to add a story to it so that if it, it gets humanized and that's how we can build a community, right? You can't really build a community by just giving them money, right? You have right. to give them some emotion, some attachment. That's why they feel like they're attached to the PFP, they're attached to the NFT, yeah. So uh, we, we launched the, the Captain's Collection as the premium collection. And uh, uh, you can make use of the potatoes as a, a whitelist so that you can get to mean the captains. Yeah. And somehow uh, captains will enjoy more utilities and they have uh, direct functions uh, related to, to meme coin, yeah, which uh, we'll be dropping uh, later. Yeah. Because I, I feel like, as I mentioned, right, I, I keep learning from the best players in town. When we look at Board Ape, when we look at Yuga, right? Yeah. Basically, they, they launch ApeCoin. Yeah, it's because hey, no matter how big your NFT collection is, it's like maybe a few hundred million market cap, right? Only the, the fungible token pay, right, can be much, much bigger. Because when you look at crypto market, even some shit con, they have like 300 million US dollars right, market cap. Yeah, so that's how we think about the whole ecosystem. But MVP, captains and potatoes, basically, they are like the starter for us to launch uh, our meme coin. But because uh, the meme coin is focusing on the creator economy, but we, I mean, we should not be the one that are talking to creators. We should let the fans talk to the creators that they like, right? So if they get a uh, 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 meme coin by holding captains, right? Then they kind of like the marketer and the ambassador, right? And in order for meme coin to be valuable, they have to get creators to, to accept it, to use it, right? Then they are the one who will go out to their favorite creators and onboard them into our, the products that we are building, right? And that's how the high-level strategy, uh, when we think about it. Because I think, uh, I also, because I, I also do enjoy investing from time to time, I also see a lot of pitch saying that, hey, uh, we try to uh, uh, bridge Web 2 and Web 3 uh, uh, for content creators, uh, create a new platform and stuff. But the thing is, Creators are very straightforward, right? Most of them, they want to focus on creating content and they hate uh, doing ads, but they, love, they have to do ads because that's how they make a living, right? That's why yeah. I feel like Web2, this is the thing that doesn't work. Yeah, because the incentive uh, doesn't really align for all the key parties. Yeah, but for Web3, right. it's totally possible because for example, hey, if you uh, have a, a hardcore fan base, right? Even just a thousand people pay you, right? Uh, maybe like a hundred bucks a month. You can make a decent living already. Yeah. And 
blockchain and NFT enables uh, these kind of long tail creators. Yeah. And that's why I'm very bullish in it. But at the same time, I'm also very cautious in the sense that, hey, it's really hard to get creators to jump into a new platform. Yeah. yeah. Because, for example, like uh, a guy in Instagram, right? He got a million followers there. First of all, that one million followers may not follow him to the new platform. Second of all, among that, 1 million followers, how many of them understand NFT? How many of them understand crypto? How many of them will actually pay, right? That's why we have to kind of like figure out the supply side, which is like the money part, which is like uh, 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 the, the mechanism part uh, before we onboard the creators. Yeah, that's how we think about the strategy. But right. um, that's why we have, uh, sorry, that's why we have a product. We call it GMGM. Yeah, uh, GM, uh, we got the domain gmgm.com. Uh, that on the website we say that it's like only fans uh, in web3 yeah but clothing is required yeah <laughs> but basically i feel like patreon kickstarter only fans they kind of like solving a good problem in web2 but i feel like with crypto with nft we can probably put that on steroid and and right. that's uh, the product that we are building right another product that we are building is called holders.com yeah it's kind of like trip advisor for web3 projects yeah People say that DYOR, right? Do your own research. But when you join NFT, it's so hard to find the resources, right? If you right. just follow some crypto or NFT influencer, they don't really talk about useful content. Yeah. Yeah. Most of them don't talk about useful content. And their content is kind of like useless after some time, right? And all the good communities, right? Uh, when you share some analysis or sharing on Twitter, basically it's really hard to find, find the information as well. So holders.com is trying to solve that. We want to become, uh, let's say like a, a review hub yeah, for NFT projects. Yeah. On one hand, we let the uh, holders connect with each other. On the other hand, we also let the useful information can, can, can be found very, uh, more easily. Yeah, so we right. onboard uh, 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 build a community, launch MimeCon, get creators, but also uh, build platform and products for them to uh, make use of the MimeCon. Yeah, that's our, I would say, high level uh, direction. Yeah. Okay, I, I love it. And so when, um, I, and and the captains is obvious. So captains is almost like the moonbirds of of your ecosystem. Yes. Right? Yes. When when is when is the mint? And have you determined how you're going to determine price? Uh, because we have two collections, right? We have our MVP and also potatoes, right? Um, the pricing, we will try to benchmark it with our main collection, uh, with our two collections. Because, I mean, at this at this market, right? I think people are very cautious uh, of the mean price. And to be honest, a lot of people in NFT, they are in it for profit, right? So somehow we have to set a price that is uh, enough for us to build. Yeah, but also... Uh, I would say good enough for the for the traders, right, to make money, right. That's why we haven't designed the price, but we will keep monitoring the market. For the minting, uh, we target we are targeting uh, Q4, yeah. So in these two months, uh, that's why I'm talking to you, trying to do yeah. so-called roadshow, right, to to get more exposure, so that to yeah. tell our vision, right, our story, right, with to the to the broader audience, yeah. Because I feel like uh, one bad thing about community is when you are in that community. Basically, you are living in a bubble. Yeah, people say that I love you, I love you, I love you. I want to mean, I want to mean, no matter how how expensive I want to mean, right? But 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 from what I see, most of the time it's not really that case. 
Yeah, that's why we have to tread the water very, very carefully to make sure that hey, we means uh, in a in a good way, so that we can kickstart our I would say grand plan. Yeah, in in yeah. in a, have a good start. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and and that's 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 what we do it. Yeah, that's how we do it. Yeah, and somehow it's very interesting um, because because I come from a web two background, right? I've been building companies for 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 decades. Yeah. I feel like there are so many things that's like basic requirement for running and building a business, but it seems like they are so lacking in Web3. Yeah, for example, like a good product management, right? Deliver on time uh, and also uh, have a good customer experience and stuff like that, right? It, it should be a must, right? But somehow in Web3, it feels like it's like rare. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. That that was like, I mean, I, I don't know if you if you ordered any of the Iteration One shirts, but one of the reasons why you know like literally if you when you get it the unboxing experience like is like i think it's a 10 out of 10 personally because that's where i wanted it to be because i'm like you know i i've walked into a really nice high-end boutique and i know what it's like when you know you feel you get treated like a vip and then you get this amazing box like an apple i think it sets the gold standard right of yes. like what is an unboxing experience what does customer service really look like and it's like, how do we get to as close to as Apple as possible? Because that's like, that doesn't exist in the oh, space right yeah, now. Yeah, totally. I think, the, I mean, a lot of teams, they, of course, they also learn, right? But somehow they learn from Yuga, right? But the thing is, Yuga is Yuga, right? They can, they can, didn't say, they, they can choose to not say anything, right? For a year and then they launch something that can go huge, right? Because they're Yuga, right? Because they already got that grail position. Right, but for a normal project, right, you can't just stay silent for for a few months, right? Yeah, yeah, and you only come out when you have something to launch, when you want to get people's money, right? I think that doesn't make sense, right? And somehow, uh, of course, I know that there's a benefit in it because it builds up their expectation, right? But I always believe that instead of uh, using this kind of uh, uh, so-called ex expectation to drive price. I think a better way is to, hey, I, we, cons we constantly communicate, we constantly deliver, right? And so that, hey, the, our holders know that, hey, we are working, right? And maybe the newcomers, they know that, hey, this team is working. That's why uh, at Mimland, we have a, a bi-weekly town hall. And then uh, we also, uh, I also spend a lot of time on Discord and stuff, right? Because I want to tell people that I show up, right? Because showing up is like 80%, 90% of the game. Yeah, that's how to build trust. Because at the end of the day, people are actually paying a lot of money for your product, right? NFT right. is definitely a luxurious good, right? You mentioned yeah. uh, going into a high-end fashion store and stuff. You have, you're, you are treated like a king or queen, right? My yeah. wife loves to browse AMS all the time, right? And yeah. every time, I mean, AMS is not a good example because AMS sales doesn't really give a shit to you. Yeah, but mm -hmm. Chanel and stuff, right? They care yeah. a lot about you, Gucci, right? They care a lot about you. And, and for NFT, when it's so expensive, you should make your holders feel so, right? And I feel like there's so many ways uh, to, to do better than the normal competition. That's also another reason that I'm very bullish in meme land, also in Web3, because even the top team, it doesn't feel that top. Yeah. It's not like, yeah. hey, Web2, right. right? When I when I compare myself with Mark Zuckerberg, right? Or, yeah. or, or TikTok guy, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like, they, they, it's like so far away, right? Right, right? But when I look at some NFT projects, right? I feel like, no way I couldn't do better than, than that team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but, it, but it's so true, right? And that's like, even for me with 90CC, that was like, well, like, cause like I was, I was angel investing and I was VCing a lot last year. And then like, I'd say it was towards the end of the summer and I'm like, 
I think I have better ideas than some of the pitches that I'm listening to. I can do a better job than some of the teams that I'm seeing. Fuck this. I'm going to do something that, that I think is fucking cool. And hopefully other people will as well. Right. And I agree with you. It's like the difference, you know, Mark Zuckerberg to, to whatever, anybody is like a huge gap, but like Yuga to, you know, whatever, a mid tier project for sure. Yuga has like, you know, the positioning and they have the reach and all that, but like, it's not like something where it's like, oh my God, like I can never make Facebook today, right? Like it's like, yeah, wait, totally. if I think I'm capable, I think I have a possibility of doing it, right? A lot yeah. of things have to go right, but like I, there's there's that sense of like, hey, this is possible. Yeah, totally. When the best company in NFT is only a year old, right? There's so much opportunity out there, right? And mm -hmm. and when more and more, I would say, experienced entrepreneurs started to go into the space, I think the whole bar will will continue to increase, right? So that at yeah. the end, they will be on par with Web two business, right? But right now, it's still very early because because what I see is uh, for a lot of uh, uh, big Web two company, they are based in the US, and US is started to um to kind of like control crypto and NFT, right? That's why they have to. Be very careful when they launch any NFT because they have to be fear uh, of whether regulation and stuff, right? But for us, we are based in Hong Kong. Our user base is very global, right? So we right. don't really have that kind of a burden on us. So we feel like, hey, this is a chance for us to shine. It's, it's feel like, it feels like um, hey, I've been working on Nightgate for 14 years just to waiting for this kind of NFT wave. Yeah. And, and hopefully we can build something much, much bigger uh, with Mimland. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. You know, I, I know we're, we're coming up on the, uh, we're at the hour, so I, I want to be cognizant of your time. Before I let you go real quick, though, I want to know what your thoughts are on Reddit NFTs. It's great. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's great in the sense that it gets more people talk about NFT. I mean, anything that gets more people talk about NFT is, is a good thing to the industry because yeah. the, the, the worst case is people ignore it, right? Right now, when people talk about it, I think it's good. Yeah, that's uh, one, uh, the first thing. Second thing is, uh, I feel like people focus too much on the wordings. Yeah, they. I mean, a lot of people talk about, hey, Reddit, don't call it NFT, they call it digital collectible. I mean, this is definitely their marketing, right? But I don't think oh, yeah. that that's the game changer. Yeah, because to be honest, I, 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 I think that most of the people who have a wallet or vote on Reddit, right? They know what NFT is. Yeah. Of course, right. they didn't buy because they feel like it's very expensive, right? But somehow, because they trust Reddit, that's why they will pay a hundred bucks to buy. But they definitely know what NFT is. So I think whether Reddit call it digital collectibles or NFT, I don't think that makes a big difference for Reddit. Right. Yeah. I think that's the second thing. The third thing is, um, this is also the thing that I think a lot of people kind of misunderstand is you should not treat Reddit NFT as CryptoPunk or as a board ape, and then to expect them to increase in value in, in the long run. Yeah, because when the company is launching such a huge collection, basically they're like Muji or Unico, right? They're not like Coochie, right? They're Muji, not Coochie. Yeah, because they make use of that to open the, 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 the gateway to something bigger on their product side. Yeah, but they are not trying to make NFT get royalty. By the way, royalty, yeah, people don't get it these days, right? Yeah. get. Uh, make NFT do more drops and then it will go up in value. I don't see that that way. 
there are all kinds of car companies and clothes companies, right? But some are luxurious car that will have high resale value. Some are usable, uh, very useful car, yeah, but they don't really have high resale value. Same case yeah. for the clothes. Yeah? You can resell our MS uh, handbag, but you can't resell our uh, Nike uh, backpack, right? Yeah. yeah. So I feel like uh, these three things uh, are really great yeah, because people talk about them. But I feel like the media kind of compare, hey, Reddit has more wallets than OpenSea. I think this is like a stupid comparison. Yeah. Right. I, I bet that they have a lot of overlapping on one hand. Second thing is, it's not about how many wallets, right? It's about whether they they actually understand what it is and then try to participate in the community and, and kind of like furthering uh, the technology and stuff, right? So I feel like uh, every, every uh, positive uh, move and every big company trying to leverage NFT uh, and blockchain, I think this is great news, yeah. And of yes. course, uh, uh, for me, right, people always compare uh, uh, Nike and, and Reddit, right? Of course, we are different in, in, in our own way. Yeah, but somehow this also gives more people confident that, hey, if Reddit can do it this way, Maybe Nike can open their, their, their airdrop and then make a mass adoption later, right? That also helped the meme land expectation. And to be honest, right, Reddit does, does it that way. That also gives us a, a good uh, learning material. So because, hey, maybe we can do it that way when we, when we really uh, uh, apply meme corn uh, to, to our user base, yeah. Right, okay, cool. No, thank you. I, I feel very much the same way. Um, Thank you for your time. Before I let you go, I usually ask um, guests what their favorite NFT is, but I'm going to switch it up with you. I'm going to ask you, what's your favorite meme of all time? Favorite meme of all time? Oh, uh, Roll Safe. Roll okay. Safe. The, 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 the guy, right? Uh, hey, be smart, right? Roll, uh, roll Safe. Yeah, yeah, it's called Roll okay, Safe. Right. Yeah. I think that yeah, is I, I my favorite. All the time. I use that yeah. one all the time. Like, be, yeah, because yeah, I, I use it, because like, with that gesture, time. right? You you get you get what he he means right and and that is like that is like really really I mean it it a picture is worth thousand works right? I think this one worth ten thousand works yeah 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 no I I agree with you so um, thank you for for coming on thank you for sharing uh, a lot of your thoughts and your journey what is the best way for people to keep up to date with everything you guys are working on yeah sure uh, follow us on Memeland right at M E M E L A N D on Twitter. Okay. And also join our Discord. And if you want to follow me and see my ship posting, right? You can, you can, you can follow at Nigat CEO. Yeah, that's that's how you can reach me. Okay, amazing. Uh, well, thank you uh, for for coming on the show. This was a, a fun, awesome conversation, and I really love your vision and the way you're you're looking at the space. So I'm looking forward to to everything that you guys are doing. Yeah, thank you. So awesome. Thanks. Thanks everyone for tuning in.